Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm Sandesh. Uh, we're starting today something really, really cool, something really, really new, and I'm so excited to do this. Um, we're starting the podcast called Kundalini uh, Awakening from Karma to Dharma. My name is Sandesh again. I'm the happiness officer here at the Kundalini Yoga Club. And with me for the very first guest for, for this new project, this new podcast, is Guru Gyan. Uh, the founder of the Kundalini Yoga Club. So uh, I would like to ask Guru Gion, um to maybe tell something about himself, uh, how he came to this the club, uh, before we dive more into the podcast itself. Well, how I how I find yeah, my name is Guru Gion, and uh, my normal normal name is uh, Jasper. I listen to both, but the Guru Gion is my my spiritual name. And, uh, well, I founded uh, the Kundalini Yoga Club, I think because Kundalini has always played a very important role in my life. Um, first of all, I mean, I had my Kundalini experiences and then uh, in my close environment, my brother uh, had a spontaneous Kundalini experience and that, got, and that was a lot of trouble. Uh, so that was quite uh, intense. So I, and then I went on a journey myself, a yogic journey with Kundalini Yoga. So I've seen Kundalini from so many different angles, uh, spontaneous, gradual, uh, that, I, that I, <laughs> I really feel I have something to say and to share about it because I know it's so important that knowledge about this phenomenon goes outside. And so, uh, yeah, I've already been teaching for... 16 years kundalini yoga and i always kept it small especially the first 10 years and then now the last five to seven years i really started to have my coming out and i started the kundalini yoga club uh in the netherlands i think already almost five or six years ago and uh and also like two years ago a, a small international community that's now also growing so my purpose is really to share knowledge, to share best practices, and also to give people a community of like-minded people that are also working with the Kundalini energy. So that that was my my purpose for for starting this. And I'm also very excited, and I'm very grateful uh, that you are that you are taking uh, <laughs> this this job of holding the space for this uh, Kundalini Awakening podcast. So yeah, I'm super excited. And uh, also grateful, and I hope uh, the the spirit will guide us uh, in 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 a very fruitful podcast, and that will serve a lot of people and and share this uh, uh, knowledge and wisdom with a lot of other people that that might be in a spontaneous Kundalini awakening, you know, because I think nowadays a lot of people are having some kind of awakening without knowing they have an awakening. And that's really scary if you are in an awakening without knowing it. So I think uh, getting this phenomena more in the out in the world, because there's also a lot of scary stories, but we probably talk about it later. Uh, so really get a balanced, um, integrative knowledge out, out of experience. I will absolutely not say that I have all the knowledge uh, because there are a lot of different experience a lot of different traditions but i believe i can i, I can contribute to the to the totality of it yes and i'm so happy that i'm the one allow, being allowed to to ask you these questions because 
you've taught me that uh, from the numerology, uh, my part is, uh, so I'm Sandesh, very short, but um, I had a, a dream, a wish, uh, maybe that was part of my Kundalini awakening, but I was searching for healing. My life was blocked and I, I was looking for a platform where I could find stories, where I could see how we could get out of the normal system that which to my opinion doesn't really work but uh that would really help and 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 now i think it's about 14 years later i'm part of the kundalini yoga club and we're sharing the the stories the experience um and and i'm also super excited about that so um let's dive into that let's start with the title we sat and we thought what's the title going to be what is the title that people would be attracted to? And the title has become Kundalini Awakening, from Karma to Dharma. And, and these are related concepts. So I want to ask you first, just dive into what is Kundalini and, and what happens when the Kundalini awakens, in your opinion? <laughs> yes, because, and this is a very interesting topic. For me, to, to make it simple, to make it simple, uh, Kundalini is the energy of consciousness. Uh, Kundalini for me is the energy of consciousness. So what you experience the most is an expansion in consciousness. Uh, for example, I practice Kundalini Yoga. and We call this the yoga of awareness. Uh, as more energy is released, chakras open more, uh, you, your perceptions start to change. And so you start to see more, you start to feel more. And you become especially aware of the so-called spiritual spiritual realm, and uh, you get like an extreme interest in spirituality and 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 spiritual practices. You might even uh, go become a Buddhist or a yogi or a Tibetan or a Christian. You go to a, a monastery, and this is part of the the Kundalini awakening so it's 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 a spiritual awakening you start to realize there is more in life there's more than only my limited self so when did you experience that question for yourself there's more to life what there's when did you experience that moment well i remember when i was a child i already had this 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 experience of where i was so awake and i was looking at life and thinking what what is this what is this kind of life and and, and thinking about the meaning of life and, and and so on already when i was very young and and feeling a very strong uh, ethical something in me which i could not could not really relate to and i was not growing up in an environment where, where there was any space for these kind of feelings and so it was kind of a little bit in, inside myself and uh, Kundalini, it's it's funny, yeah, because I think a lot of people get their first Kundalini awakening through, or partly Kundalini awakening, or some more conscious expansion through uh, some kind of plant medicine. Nowadays, you see that a lot. But I was when I when I was doing my PhD, I was doing my PhD in university. I was doing I was already interested in meditation and was reading a lot of philosophy, studying uh, neuroscience and all that stuff. So I was already really interested. And then of course, how it goes in life if you are really interested. 
uh, I, I, I got a, a girlfriend, <laughs> a girlfriend at that age. And I, that was, oh, this is almost 22, 23 years ago. Um, I had a, a, a girlfriend and she was working in the Netherlands uh, because we had that in the Netherlands. She was working in a smart shop where they were importing all kinds of interesting tropical natural substances. <laughs> but for the people who don't know what a smart shop is, maybe you can tell them because we're, this is an international public. This is very cultural. Yeah, well, in the smart where, shop, smart shop, where where they ba basically they they sell psychoactive materials like uh, 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 mushrooms or even like uh, they, they used to also think of sell ayahuasca like things. And so we were really interested, and and so we did some trips together and so she got me introduced to the, having a right setting and so it was not for party but really like a psychonautic experiencing the other realities uh, and I was a researcher at the time so I was interested <laughs> because I want to know I want to experience and then one day I, when she was not there I decided to go all in so I, <laughs> <laughs> so, I a, so I took a very high dose in which i had a full kundalini awakening retrospective at that moment i had no no idea what was happening i was going through all the bardos i can i can still see them later on i discovered all the things in the books i saw the crown chakra the light had all the experiences the inner sounds the anahats full-blown <laughs> i was like oh this is interesting and non-dual experiences the spirit and me, God and me are one. All the things we chant later on, there it was already done. And then I wanted to do it again because I think, wow, this is really amazing. And then I got this very strong message from the other realm, find a master. Stop this and find the master. And then I thought, okay, that was, so I, I just maybe did it for a few months, that psychoactive uh, period. But that got me, I started to read everything about the the uh, the awakening stuff and 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 and, and I was into buddhism uh, that day, at that time and uh, then I, I and then I started to practice kundalini yoga and then later on uh, uh, there I found a master yogi bhajan through the videos and later on, I got more connected to the ten gurus. But now we're getting already. Complicated. But that was my first uh, Kundalini experience, and that has proven to be very important because that opened up all my channels, my psychic uh, things. But it also showed me this is not the way, because the whole problem with only doing that is that you're not working on your character as a human being. And so a lot of people. And it's good as a start to have an experience, but then the journey starts. Eh? You have to become yeah. a student. So, so that let me jump into because now you're actually addressing the point of karma and dharma, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the whole path what we come to do, right? So, so tell us why why is Kundalini so related to the the the, the understanding of the path from karma to dharma? Yeah, very good. I think this is the essential question. Um, because what what Kundalini does, it it's the it's awareness. So it it will make you aware of a lot of unconscious stuff. And karma is unconscious. 
Uh, it's burden. I got I got back problems for my for when I was eleven years old, and so there was a lot of karma, repressed emotion, and family lines, and 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 a lot of stuff. And you become through this awakening, you become aware of it, and then you have to start working on yourself. I mean. There is a famous book by, I think it's a Buddhist teacher called Jack Cornfield. I think I read it also 20 years ago. After the ecstasy, the laundry. So you get this experience like, wow, you, you start to understand the whole cosmic reality. It doesn't matter. It's not important. Okay, it's, it's great. But then the real work starts. Working on yourself. And this is where the whole Kundalini awakening is about. It's it's becoming, yeah, this is cliche, but becoming the best version of yourself. And it means to work on your karma, work through the traumas, work through the blocks, which is not an easy process. Uh, which, and, and this is where you need Sangat, Guru, Dharma, right? You need Dharma, you need guidance, you need Sangat, you need people around you that say, okay, now you're going too far out or, or uh, stay grounded. And you need guru, you need higher consciousness to, to support you. Um, because it is a very tricky area when you work through your karma. So can you... I just, uh, because this is very spiritual talk, and I, I want to yeah, help the, the, the people who might not have this spiritual background. So so karma, if I understand it well, is, is the unconscious life that we live, that we uh, live through... Uh, learning everything that we learned from childhood from our parents and our parents learned it from our grandparents and so our ancestors told us how to live or even told us how to survive it doesn't matter but how to live the life um, it's like a operating system in a computer you have an operating system given to you and you were not conscious that you could change this operating system right so uh, for the uh, windows people windows 95 was the very first one i guess or 3.11 and but now we had Windows 11. So the upgrade of uh, the ability to upgrade your consciousness, to get out of unconsciousness to consciousness, to upgrade your operating system all the time. That's, is that the path of Dharma? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, karma, well, <laughs> maybe it's better to say karma is a virus eh? because it, it, it will bring you down. Uh, uh, it, it's, 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 it's not functional. Uh, in terms of dharma is the natural flow of your energy it's who you really are uh, and but karma is what you force yourself what life force you to be and so it's unnatural dharma is 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 very natural very light with a lot of joy uh, this is dharma it, 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 it's what you who you are not but it's good, I mean, because you have to start in life with who you not are. You have to learn your lessons because you you say parents, grandparents, ah, I think also previous lives are very important. In, 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 and you need to learn your lessons. And once you're learning your lessons and you work through this, you can use that energy to live your dharma. Mm -hmm. right? and, and dharma is always for the greater good yes, yes. Dharma is always yeah, for the greater good brings me back to the word yoga uh, when I first learned what is yoga yoga is the, the practice to connect yourself with the unlimitedness 
And later I got to understand, oh, the unlimitedness is the set of limiting thoughts that I had from previous life or ancestry, karma, uh, the limiting thoughts. Why? Because you need to protect yourself. You cannot embrace everybody. You cannot uh, go everywhere. You know, uh, you cannot say everything. Um, and then through my my own path of yoga, I went, oh, so yoga is helping me to understand these limiting thoughts, these patterns, and giving me a consciousness to step over it, to understand that I'm actually part of unlimitedness, which is that area of dharma, because when things are unlimited, life is pretty light. I mean, it, 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 I understand completely what you're saying. It is like you ride the biggest wave behind you, and it's sometimes so easy to live because you just flow it, you know? So, um, yeah, so that's why we've done the title um, Kundalini Awakening, from karma to dharma and that, that's what we're going to talk about today and uh, there's just a, a, a gazillion questions of course that we can talk about this i know we could do this all day but i'm going to do my best to guide us in this experience and, and bring it to a meaningful um, conversation we have I, uh, we have some standard questions mixed with questions from our uh, Kundalini Yoga Club. We got like 9,000 or almost 10,000 people on our email list. And so we picked some of the really nicest questions. So um, with that said, let's go into some of the questions, right? Um, can you describe your understanding of your karma? Uh, can I describe my, my understanding of my karma? <laughs> yeah, you became conscious that you had a karma. What is that? What was that? Well, I mean, for, for well, a big part for me also, if I look at my own numerology, but for me, it was all about opening my heart and not living in my head, not protecting myself, just being on my own, uh, protecting myself. No, and but being my journey was really to open my heart and to always come from my heart to connect with people to reach out to people this is really my my karma and the funny thing is i reach out so much i share so much but i always tell to people i was absolutely not like that i was extremely shy i always try to avoid other people and uh and now i'm 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 I'm, I'm still opening up. Eh? I'm opening up more and more. So for me, it's all about my karma is, is, is from the head to the heart. And, and that's also, I did my PhD was very much in the head. And now I'm living a yogic lifestyle and sharing these teachings that are all about developing the, the heart chakra, right? So yeah, I, th I think that that's, I, I believe my, uh, karma yours <laughs> what is yours oh, that's a very good question um i i um if i have to say it i i need to understand that i'm valuable enough to be loved mm. yeah i really come from a very challenging past uh it's not about me i think we'd have another podcast about me later but um i had to really overcome many challenges understanding that i've I'm valuable and I always have the right to be loved and and it's and I'm always good enough. Mm. So overcoming these convictions mm. has been my karma. And and I believe being part of the club is, is part of my path going through it and, and being on my dharma. Um sharing the light, sharing, telling people, 
hey, you can open your heart. You're worthy of it. You're worthy of attention. You're worthy of love. You're worthy of uh, of of, say, of your truth. Um, that's why I'm part of the club. Yeah, and isn't it interesting that we, uh, what we need the most for ourselves, we're giving the world it. Because in the end, from a non-dual ex- uh, perspective, there is no difference between me and the outer reality that I'm seeing and that I'm creating. So as I am living my mission and doing my stuff, I'm working on myself, right? So that this is so interesting. We all tend to do <laughs> what we need ourselves the most. Uh, and I think that's also a good sign from karma to dharma, yeah. And so you understood you had, was that during your Kundalini path that you, um, because you just said you had an awakening and you understood you had, you needed a master. So um, how did you uh, find a way to understand and work with Kundalini? Um yeah, let, 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 let me let me let me straighten things out. Um, for me, for me, my real Kundalini path came afterwards, where I really started to practice the yoga, Kundalini yoga, going into the yogic teachings in in the mantras. I start to re- I start to get a connection with the divine, not just some far out ex- experience. Um, and, and and later on, I first was looking for masters in masters, right? but a lot of teachers that are that were masters or had some level of mastery. Um, <laughs> but later on, I understand there is only one master, which is the universe, right? So I had to develop this conscious relationship with the universe. It sounds vague, uh, but this is really something all the people who've gone through some deep spiritual awakening and kundalini awakening have this feeling that they are in direct communion with the divine or with god or whatever they call so you actually don't need a master i think that a lot of things go wrong when you focus on the master although you need them in the beginning it's it's full of paradox the whole uh <laughs> the whole journey of, of awakening it's full of paradox you need it and you don't need it uh, because if you focus too much on the master, you're not focusing on the master in yourself. So, um, yeah, my understanding of that part is I, I recognize very much what you say. First, you think the master is outside of you, but I think a real master is there to help you understand that you have the master inside of you and that you need to li- understand how to tune into the master inside of you. And then the job of the master is done. I, and then I, I think a good master would let the you know the awakening good. happen you know but um yeah yeah but it's tricky yeah uh, it's very tricky you're it's, right it's tricky because often we do not really understand uh, the job of the master why you need why you need the master is is that the master as a person uh, a real one has this connection to this subtle realm and by tuning in to your master you're tuning into his subtle connection and you need the subtle connection of the master um so it's a kind but it's delicate uh, um, so you need it and you don't need it so i always try to be in the presence of the ma- of masters as often as i can <laughs> so don't get me wrong uh, because 
it helps right? because the but you but we created also i mean when you come together with a group of yogis let we do at a festival or in a training uh, there the guru comes the guru not in the in the personality of the master but the guru in the field in the field of energy and so you can create the guru uh, the teacher yourself uh, and this is what i find so uh, fascinating especially in this age where i really believe that we should should focus on that guru which uh, lives in the community right okay yeah isn't that fascinating that the the the, the 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 teachers all around us it's not one teacher it's in every moment it's in every challenge we can find a teacher right so did you after practicing kundalini yoga have a more profound kundalini awakening or more structured way to to absolutely, deal absolutely. with your kundalini so so from this yeah, one epic moment how did how did your relationship to uh kundalini develop so because that is just an awakening and then it slowly comes down. You need a lot of time to integrate it, but it's not something really sustainable. Uh, and, and in my my daily practice, over time, it has become sustainable. So the energy always goes up, but I still do it every day because when I sit in the morning, I do my recitations, I do my practice, do my meditation, I feel the energy rise and I'm like, I'm ready for the day. Uh, uh, so it's something because you start now I, it's conscious so i have a conscious relationship with my kundalini energy then the kundalini energy is just some force taking over now there is an intimate connection uh, and i think i think this is this now the the path i've been walking is a, a gradual awakening uh, which is very beautiful and and because i've seen also in my practice a lot of people with spontaneous kundalini awakening they have a lot of problems integrating the experience but the people who have done a gradual awakening they are very happy generous prosperous uh, human beings uh, so there are really two parts so i'm very happy that uh, i found and, and in the beginning you get like experiences but after a while it's all about consciousness and about uh, the heart, compassion, and service. Yeah. So let me. Uh, there's two questions from our community that very relate to the subject. So um, let's just focus on this danger or this uh, uh, spontaneous or too many spontaneous awakenings. I don't know how you would say that. Um, so Tessa, she said she would love to hear more about why people think this is so dangerous or they tell you stay away from it or it's even like diabolical you know like where's this um duality coming from right we think it's such a great thing and but there's a, another side that says stay away from it um can you tell more about how you think of the concept of it's dangerous and it's diabolical? yeah well i mean i mean <laughs> it it is dangerous to the ego and it's dangerous to uh, society uh, because uh, you you start to see through all the lies and all the nonsense uh, so in that sense it is dangerous plus it can of course uh, 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 let's be honest about it it is destabilizing in a way and that's good 
because you were in karma, you are in illusion, you are in the matrix, you are in uh, whatever. And so you need to be destabilized. But of course, uh, that can be, that can feel like, whoa, oh my God, my reality, what I believed in, turns out to be false based on lies. And, and that is an awakening. And, and you need time to process that. Uh, that is, that, it is not easy to deal with that realization. So, so in a way, could I understand it by saying, hey, Kundalini is powerful, but be careful. You need to be ready and know what you're, uh, you, you could be expecting because you're saying is Kundalini is actually making you conscious of the unconscious choices you made in life, the unconscious relationship you made in life. And by awakening that consciousness, you, you have to go through a path of breaking or adjusting these unconscious relationships. And that's terrifying, you know? Uh, many yeah. relationships broke, whether it's business, uh, private, but it broke, right? We know that both of us. Uh, so I, I, I can really relate to, hey, if you want to awaken and become more conscious in your life, be aware that you have to clean up, do the laundry of the unconscious relationships. Yes, uh, so that, that's one part of it. The second part of this is, is energetically speaking. This is why we advocate a, a gradual awakening where you gently, with yoga, meditation, uh, diets, you cleanse yourself. So the energy, so you, slowly, slowly, some unconscious stuff comes up and the energy starts to move freely and your consciousness grows. But if you have, if you're unprepared, for example, people that have a near-death experience or they do some very intense thing, their kundalini, it gets a burst of energy and it stays in the higher chakra. You can feel very destabilized. You can get a, all kinds of psychic experiences which you're not ready for, also because you don't have the knowledge, the experience. And 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 that's uh, and and that's why people think it's dangerous. But that's not how it is with practicing yoga. If it would be that easy, <laughs> we if you are a practitioner, you know how how challenge how challenging and how not easy it is, how difficult it is to raise the kundalini. Uh, right? It takes a lot of dedication and discipline. And this relates me to a question from Martin. He said. He read once that you, if you practice Kundalini as thought by Yogi Bhajan daily, then it takes about 12 years for the Kundalini energy to fully ascend, to rise. Um, what are your looks on that? And, and do you, where do you see that about your own Kundalini awakening? Has it fully ascended? Uh, or are you still feeling more and more energy? Yeah, absolutely. No, I... I... Uh, there, there is something uh, uh, there is something interesting with these 12 years um, because there is some truth in it if i if i relate to my own uh now 16 17 years of of daily practice um there there is a time where you feel like huh yeah yeah okay it feels it feels stable now a lot of but it's not finished i i at least not for myself and i think for a lot of people, it is not finished um, because, and that's the beauty of it, right? Because it's infinite and you start to, oh, oh my God, start to have another reality, another perception, more refined, 
more spiritual powers basically coming towards you like oh my god this is also possible or so it it is developing and developing and developing i mean there is one good example and for me this is if you have like a cult in yogi we call jal samadhi like a very big samadhi like one of our our gurus five six hundred years ago in our tradition at guru nanak where you go in the water and meditate uh, for three days where because it takes three days for the mind to dissolve fully right <laughs> three days in this deep samadhi until all the unconscious material then what's the samadhi well that's a complete oneness with the universe with with conscious with the universal consciousness and so there is no there is completely non-duality there is no you and other it's only oneness uh, and and but this is a very 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 advanced yogic uh state uh, so i will absolutely not plan no and i'm 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 absolutely 100 a practitioner a student uh, who experiencing uh, kundalini awakening but ah thank god i'm not finished <laughs> enjoying the journey i hear yeah and well really it's it's about it because the journey itself is I'm like wow i mean we have this this mantra in our yoga it's called why guru and in the beginning i i didn't really understand why guru why guru they always say why guru why guru like why why do they always say why guru and now it sounds like, like groupies right <laughs> when you don't really understand what it means why like, guru means wow yeah. And like often like during the day or in my meditation, like wow. When in life, when magic happens, like wow. I mean, I'm enjoying the journey. <laughs> it doesn't have to stop. I yeah. think all the people, yeah, I want to go get enlightenment and then it stop. I think, well, are you crazy? You're not enjoying the ride. <laughs> right? It's something to enjoy. Yeah. You cannot develop consciousness overnight. We no, need to repeat, 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 and that's the journey. I, uh, I guess. So now you're on this. You've reached a level of stability of your kundalini, right? And uh, dangerous thought, you know, because yeah, that's the real start, right? That you can access the power, access the energy, and know um, uh, its limits or how you can yield, wield this energy. Um, so is that related to your dharma then? Are you using it on your path to live a to share it with life? Is is, is that the stage where you're now? Uh, well, I, I, also here, I would not say that. Uh, yes, on the one hand, I've reached a, a, a kind of stability, understanding of the process. I, I feel my energy. I know what works. I know what doesn't work. But then sometimes I do something which is beyond my limits, and then I still feel that kundalini effect. Oh my god, I've now another threshold and which i need to integrate and stabilize myself in so it's never uh gone but but i feel uh, i have this for, for me how it feels i feel i'm connected to myself and when and when i listen very carefully myself i hear my next step and uh, for me i'm just a servant of the divine right i felt it already a long time ago I'm, I'm serving and sometimes I'm self-serving. I mean, I'm a human being, but I know what I do, I have to do. And when I feel something comes up, I need to do, I do it. I trust the universe has my back and 
things will work out <laughs> the way it's you put your head away and just follow the heart which is i think is brave because i still i i can feel it i can feel i have to do it but there's a lot of time the head's gonna tell you all kinds of reasons why not right that that's the the process of getting the consciousness that you, you know no it's just a thought that you have it doesn't mean it's a truth go for the experience right yeah um so you got all this energy. It still sometimes brings you out of balance, and then, and I think um, all this energy that in manifesting the Kundalini Yoga Club. We we started to relaunch the the international club this year. That's why this podcast is there, right? And so Tessa, or no, I think it's Petra. No, Petra this time. Petra says, "Guru Gyan, I have been following you for I think over two years now, and I admire your perseverance and how." You have established this online community with beautiful people and giving classes and this and that and 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 you just go on. So, um, especially this uh, this question to you is like, um, where do you get the energy to be able to be allowed to do this? You so you you have a lot of things to do, but you also think that you are allowed to do this. That means that, that you have the more, that you are allowed that you somehow uh, support yourself to do it. You know, it's like, uh, I can do it. Yeah, I mean there are no limits. Uh, and but but I always have people think in mind that I'm already on this journey quite a long time. And in the, the first seven years, the only thing I did was doing the practice for three to four hours a day and hardly doing anything next to it, just giving a few classes. I was very contained. Now I'm in this phase where I'm expanding and it just comes. It just comes. And I have a good team, of course, but it just comes. And I have this very strong, it's also because of the Kundalini, yeah? Let, let's be honest. I have a very strong projection. Uh, so when I want something to manifest, I put that energy behind it and then it will manifest, of course, way faster. I mean, manifestation i mean this is absolutely one of the aspects of kundalini manifestation goes 10 times easier when you have all this force behind it because there's a lot of magnetic power behind it so it attracts the right people resources ideas towards you to manifest to to do that kind of effortlessly right? because is that it's that dharmic wave that you feel behind you is like when you Riding a wave on the surf, and it just feels the dharmic wave. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's the energy. That's the flow. The flow yeah. of the Kundalini. It's a flow. And if you just follow it and trust it. Yeah, I can. I want to tell a story yeah. about this. Uh, I had a a while ago. I also had my. I think it was 2017. My my own Kundalini awakening. I felt that that oneness so strong. Which was also because of truffles. Uh, uh, so that was a, that one moment, but. After that, I felt so the trust of this power that's supporting me. So I was uh, in Kiev and uh, I was picked up by, by my friend, my driver. He uh, he brought me back uh, to his apartment because it was late. And he said, well, we have to walk far because there's no parking place. And I said, just drive to your entrance of your building. It's impossible. There's no parking places here. And I just had this pure conviction. I knew there would be a parking place. I said, just drive. And he drove, you know, to the, the gate. There's this big apartment building. And it's very little parking place. And 
just in front of the parking place. There was a a, 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 a parking place. And he was flabbergasted. He says, I've been living here for years. It could never happen. He said, but I just felt it would happen. And it would happen. Uh, and and uh, and Yogi Bhajan or it said I I don't what, what did he say I don't about miracles? In miracles I rely on miracles exactly I I think when you are in your dharma you're not questioning if there is a miracle you know that they are there and they will be there when you need them and that, that that's when you have this projection power it's just gonna happen you want it to happen it's gonna happen because it was um, given to you by divine or infinite inspiration. So something behind you is telling you it has to be done now. So just get go and do it. Yeah, as long as it's dharmic, you know. I mean, if I would yeah. say, okay, just prove, do now ten times, it doesn't work like that, you know, because life is in a flow. Your flow, it's not meant to be that. That's distrusting the flow. Yeah. Right? This is this is why it's also very difficult to, I think, to scientifically research paranormal activity. Right, because you're trying to 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 do something, which should happen naturally, spontaneous, and not artificial. But I think I think it's possible. Uh, but at least, at least uh, the miracles we are creating daily, they're kind of unconscious. They're conscious, unconscious. Why do we have not complete mastery? That we do like this, and then we can materialize something, uh, which yogic theory says we could do. Uh, so there is always something to progress. But that's a, that's a great great example, I think. And this has to do with spiritual awakening, Kundalini awakening. You have these magic moments all the time, and these miracles, and you're and you're loving it. Uh, you want to live that life. That that is this. Yeah. You feel there's a different reality that you would like to access. Yeah. But does it come with a cost? What did you have to let go to go from your karma to your dharma? Oh, absolutely. There. <laughs> there's a huge cost. And the cost <laughs> is comfort. I mean, every time the Kundalini is telling me to, to challenge myself, there is not, there's not the easy way just no, it is always the, the moving forward, facing the fears, overcoming the obstacles. The energy moves forward, but you always, there's the energy behind your back, but then there's your bumping to the new challenges. Uh, so you're, 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 you're sacrificing uh, a lot of ego pleasures, laziness, uh, comfort. You get different comforts back for it, of course. You get different, you get a lot of, joy and effortless but there's also absolutely sacrifice uh, i think people should be aware of it there's a lot That's of related to the concept of maya uh what do you mean emotional attachments to the world um uh like uh greed uh, you need to uh, you cannot hold things not it's not only about you anymore right when you're on the downward path it's all about sharing keeping not i mean keeping enough for yourself but much more than sharing it's not about accumulating wealth anymore it's not about uh, uh finding relational love and only um how to say um because i've been reading the some of the the, the text of the the the, the 
how do you call them again? The 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 the, the hookums, the hookums, the hookums. They say uh, when you are on the path, you need to um, get away from Maya, the uh, yeah, illusion, the uh, illusion. Yeah. The, the, the desires of life, the emotional attachments, the, the what the ego can attach itself to. This is me, you know. Um, yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. Well, you have that. That is also a very tricky uh, subject, which I've changed my mind over, and I think we all should do. We have to change the mind a lot of times as our consciousness grows. We start to see things differently. So, on the one hand, especially in the beginning, you have to give up a lot because that helps to activate the Kundalini. But then, then you also need to take care of yourself, and um, and and there, it is okay to enjoy yourself and to give yourself that what you need because that's from the first three chakras and you actually need it to have a balanced life. So it depends on where you are in the journey, how much you can desire, and uh, but you will feel best uh, if you if you serve. But if you are not if you're not feeding yourself, you start to you get a disbalance. I've seen it so many times in myself and other people. So it's, it's not that that clear one on one, I would say. So you're if I understand it right, is it's not about relinquishing everything in material life. It's about finding a balance of what you need and not allowing that to be taking over your life that you're exactly. conscious when you're consuming that you're conscious when you're enjoying and giving yourself some need but not serving that need but you're serving others yeah don't become addicted you know because then 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 it has you as long as you're master over it you can have everything you can do anything you want as long as it ha doesn't have you and this mm. is very difficult yeah i mean we all know especially just think about your mobile phone uh, it often has us instead we having it so then it's unhealthy yeah. uh, who's the master with... your phone or you right who's yeah. the master your phone or you yeah yeah exactly and, and i think i think it's about it's about that it's all about mastery it's all about mastery not about you cannot do because that's all duality uh, you can do anything also with diet you can eat meat you can do anything but in the beginning, it is not. It's better to be on a vegetarian diet. I think it's always better to be on a vegetarian diet. Um, but if you feel you need it, take it. Uh, uh, that's what I also sometimes do. You have to become after a while. I've been. You have to become real. Uh, and 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 there are no rules anymore. After a while, there's only you and your connection and your perception of reality, and then adjusting your way of life according to it. Hmm. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> and let's talk about Bill this is Dharma. Dharma is sharing. What are you sharing? What have you achieved? And what do you want to achieve more? Tell us about uh well um uh yeah. I wanna what is my well I mean for me it's uh, for me it's really sharing this practice of of, of Kundalini yoga. This feels like my Dharma. And and also for me it's uh giving it in a way that is non-dogmatic to so opening it up. I mean, in our uh, Kundalini Yoga tradition, there, were, there was a lot of dogma. So now my Dharma feels to help break down these barriers so that it, that it can flow freely. I'm connecting deeper to the source 
of the yogic teachings and sharing that authentic uh, connection uh, with students. Yeah, for me, it's it's about, I've always felt like for me, it's creating spaces where people come together to practice yoga together. That That's my, that's, that's my dharma. And, and it's just, uh, there's also something selfish in it because I like to be with yogis around me. So I'm happy. I create these trainings and retreats. I always make sure that I have a live musician, that we can practice together, that we can eat together. I'm the happiest person. Huh? <laughs> so, and then I know it's good. You got me hooked. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, I I think we need to hook ourselves to that lifestyle yeah. because yeah. it's, it, it, it is so healthy. Yeah, I can really share a, a short story about that. I had two weeks of holiday. One week was with yogis. The other week was a, a very good friend of mine. But we went out, partied, ate, drank everything. And <laughs> these two weeks were consecutively. Mm. So this was, And I came back home. The first week we was, was uh, in Chateau Anand. Uh, uh, I think it was Anand, yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, shut up alone. And we really just ate together in the morning vegetarian. We worked all day on shut up repairing it. And then we ate, we did yoga and ate in the evening. It was so blissful just to be in this community of light. And I remember really coming back from this holiday, I realized I've been making the wrong choice. And that's when I enrolled into uh, Kundalini yoga training. Uh, for for teacher, because I was got in touch with the teachers in the first week. I was like, wow! Uh, beautiful, so got, beautiful story, beautiful story. Yeah, yeah, it was such a big uh, a difference. Yeah, it was like day and night for me. It was day and night, was day and night. Okay, so let's talk about this concept of getting hooked because I think it's very important. Can you get hooked to the Kundalini awakening? Because there's all kinds of things happening around. Uh, the Kundalini awakening process, leap, cast, energy. Ilse comes with all these um, words, and she says, uh, like mushrooms, all these initiatives sprout from the ground, like telling you they'll bring you to the universe in no time. Is it <laughs> hype? Or can we look at this from um, a more non dualistic uh, perspective and not condescend anything? uh yeah well i mean uh it's not to, for me to judge eh? i mean i think it's i think it's it's a sign of the times uh, that it's uh, awakening uh and it can be helpful in the beginning of the path uh and so that i think that's helpful um but i think <laughs> we need to do the laundry other this is not a popular message you know and this is why these other processes i don't know and i cannot even say this to be honest but i can imagine that it's very attractive eh? you don't have to do anything the same with drinking well ayahuasca you have you have to puke and all this stuff but uh, so you uh, with a cap you're activating the kundalini yeah i mean it's great it's a kind of a kriya without you doing something for it but i think uh it, it is also a little bit sign of the times yeah? because we want to have everything there right now uh, for me, the quick, way. The, quick the way. quick way, the quick way, and I don't believe in the quick way. Uh, I think just the building of our character to the discipline and the devotion is so beautiful. I, 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 I mean, maybe I should try it out, all the other things, and then I can really say something about it. But well, I think for me, when we talk about this, is mastery doesn't come quick. 
exactly 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 well i think you you're hitting the the hammer on the nail uh i think mastery is about doing the work and because through that you really start to understand the process yeah and that's what we do in the club right we we help people with our challenges to do the work absolutely absolutely and 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 it, and it will feel so good because you learn to do the sacrifice you learn to wake up early for example instead of staying in bed and this has all kind of benefits for the rest of your life you know you don't want to miss that out uh. <laughs> oh, that's why I, that's why i realized in those two weeks it was early morning sadhana at five o'clock we were sitting doing the the japji sahib and the kriyas and i was like what the heck is this you know i had a, a, a small born my wife was there I was taking care of everything that day, but I felt so good the rest of the day. It was incredible. And then the other second week, I was we were sleeping longer, we were drinking, we were eating. And I, it was exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So okay, um, we we got quite long, um, so I want to try and wrap this up. Uh, there's some uh, Derek has uh, questions about. Let's talk to people because people come to listen to this podcast. Probably the title has 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 um, has attracted them. Uh, there's a lot of information here, but what are the first steps? What would you um, tell people who experience a great spiritual hunger in the and, and what should they do once they understand this? And how should they be aware of risks? Yeah, well, I think the the great spiritual hunger exist i mean because of a partial kundalini awakening eh, because the kundalini awakening creates this hunger eh, so because the spirit in you wants to feed itself because <laughs> it want nourishment and a lot of people they have been the spirit has dried up they has not been fed there was no church going anything so there was no feed for the so no food for the spirit uh, so they are hungry i uh, think we, we experience themselves um, well, I think, yeah, because because you're hungry, you want to experience a lot, which you might get trapped in, in getting the, the quick fixes, which are not there. So I would always look for a genuine path, uh, like a tradition, uh, like a Tibetan, a Buddhist, or like we, the, the Kundalini Yoga is, is based on the 10 gurus, um, the yogic uh, tradition. It is a tradition which, which has a lot of resources, a lot of dharmic resources, a lot of guru consciousness that you can feed yourself on to balance yourself out, a lot of practices, a lot of sanghats, a lot of gatherings together where you can grow in consciousness together because don't try to do this journey on your own. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's danger. I think there's the danger because mm -hmm. you will not go into the jungle right in the amazon forest on your own yeah you would go in a guided group uh, with a clear map uh, so make sure you have the map uh, make sure you have a good guide and make sure you're not going by yourself mm. i think i think that's so important in the in, in the journey mm. yes so it's a description of these times people understand that with all these experiences they have out of themselves the the the, the inner 
need grows and becomes more hungry. And I guess that's why we're doing this podcast also to inspire, to give into that need. And what you're saying is just, it's good to experience the, the, the possibilities of unlimitedness out there. There's definitely quick fixes, but they haven't withstood the time. And what you're saying is if you want to really work on this in a durable way, find a system that has withstood the time. It doesn't matter which system, but at least that can give you some foundation to 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 support yourself on, uh, and and be careful for the quick fixes that are just maybe the last five years. Yeah, and so for me, the found the three foundational pillars which you find in any genuine system is Guru Sangat Dharma, and we probably need to do another podcast yeah. on the three three pillars, but that that can give some guidance for the people around that are just starting their journey. Okay, what I'm working on is there Guru Sangha Dharma? Is there Guru Sangha Dharma? If there is this one of these pillars, because they're related actually to the Ida, Pingala, and Sushumna Nadi in our bodies, so we need it. Uh, wow. So <laughs> I better be aware. I'll stop of it. you there. If you want it, probably there will be a link somewhere to go to the next podcast, which we did not record yet, but it will be about Guru Sangat and Dharma. <laughs> And the Ida, Pingala, and Sushumna Yes. Well, with that, I want to I wanna thank you very, very much. Uh, shall we do a three times Satnam? Uh, that's our yogic practice. And I think we should do that because this was such truth experiencing. And I want to thank that with a uh, three times Satnam. Okay. Bring our hands together. Inhale. Satnam. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. See you next time. Bye-bye.